0: This is Jonathan Marks, and welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review Podcast. This week I review the book, The Upstarts, How Uber, Airbnb, and the killer companies of the new Silicon Valley are changing the world, written by Brad Stone. As I closed the book after my reading, I had an unsettled feeling. To be fair, this book is well written and penned by a very accomplished writer, but something just didn't feel right after reading the book. I have struggled since then to fully conceptualise my discomfort with the book, but I think it has to do with the glorification of startup entrepreneurs and investors who, while admittedly are often providing a useful service, are largely driven by rapaciousness and, dare I even say, greed. You may be wondering how I, in the autumn years of my 50s, can be so naive and unworldly, but I do cling rather precariously to the belief that business can and should be a source for good as much as it is a source for profit. So if I have one criticism for the book, it's that this thread does not seem to be woven into the narrative. Of course, the logical explanation for that may well be that there is little inherent good in the startup ecosystem that largely seeks to create wealth and lots of it for investors. The book is written across three sections, side projects, empire building, and the trials of the upstarts. In these sections... Stone allows the story of Airbnb and Uber to unfold. These are written as alternating chapters, which I actually found somewhat disconcerting as I read the book. After the first section, I actually switched to reading each company's story through to the end to get the full experience without having to mentally switch my mind back and forth. I guess it's a kind of literary binge reading approach. I mean, why wait for the episode each week when you can waste a whole weekend watching everything at once? These companies have little in common, apart from them both leveraging technology to exploit the sharing or on-demand economy. But maybe that's enough of a common link to argue for their inclusion in the same book. Actually, as I read this book, I realized that across the arc of my year of books, I could quickly fit each book into two buckets. There are the storyteller-type books, and Stone is a fantastic storyteller, who have a keen eye for a good story and possibly even a New York Times bestseller, and they tell those stories with great journalistic aplomb. And then there are books about ideas, authors who have original thoughts and ideas and share these through their writing. While the former are interesting and often amusing, I don't take nearly as much away from these books as I do from those written about ideas. And yes, The Upstarts is definitely a storyteller-type book. I just wondered if the story was really worth telling. Sure, both these companies are ever-present in our lives, I use their apps frequently, as I'm sure many of you do too, but as it has been said about laws and sausages, sometimes it's better not to know how they're made. For me, the two origin stories were the most interesting. The sort of early days of the company as scrappy entrepreneurs hunted for customers and capital. As the businesses grew and became empires, I became a little less interested in Gulfstream jets, private chefs and meetings with Barack Obama. It seems, having read a few of these kinds of books, that few successful entrepreneurs can avoid the outward trappings of their success and just focus on making great products or delivering amazing service that satisfy their customer needs. The only notable exception, to my mind, is Evan Chenard, the founder of Patagonia, who, as you might have seen recently, gave away his entire wealth and all of his companies to a foundation to support the environment. What can I say? All hail Evan Chenard! But I digress. Apologies. So both companies really start from a place of personal need. Airbnb, initially Airbed and Breakfast, from the need for cheap accommodation in an expensive city during a convention. The two original founders, Joe Gabir and Brian Chesky, literally had air mattresses in their apartment which they rented out. The guys are both graduates of the Rhode Island School of Design and in an email sent in September 2007 during the World Design Congress in San Francisco... Joe said the following, and I quote Brian, I thought of a way to make a few bucks, turning our place into a designer bed and breakfast, offering young designers who come into town a place to crash during the four day event, complete with wireless internet, a small desk, sleeping mat, and breakfast each morning. Ha! Joe. End quote. It took two days to put up a website, and Emil's survey became the first Airbnb guest on the planet. They soon connected up with their third co-founder, who becomes the CTO of the company. The team got accepted into Y Combinator, probably the best-known startup accelerator in the US, and fame and fortune followed. One of their early lead investors had this to say, and I thought this was rather useful advice for entrepreneurs, and I quote, If you want to build a really great company, you have to ride a really big wave. And you've got to be able to look at market waves and technology waves in a different way than other folks and see it happening sooner, know how to position yourself out there, prepare yourself, pick the right surfboard. In other words, bring the right management team in, build the right platform underneath you. Only then can you ride a truly great wave. At the end of the day, without that great wave, even if you are a great entrepreneur, you're not going to build a really great business. End quote. I was through the book bemused by the fact that despite some heavyweight investors investing early on into Airbnb, not all the investment luminaries in San Francisco saw the opportunity. Many passed on the chance to invest early, including the firm Andreessen Horowitz, who had to quickly get in on on the Series B round, but at a much higher valuation. Well, this just proves my long-held view that investors are just about as dumb as the rest of us. But in the end, I found the three co-founders, Brian, Nathan and Joe, to be largely lovable characters, and I was certainly rooting for them at each twist and turn in the story. Not so much, though, for the Uber guys. The story begins with Garrett Kemp, a Canadian entrepreneur who had made it big selling his startup to eBay for $75 million. He was watching the Bond movie Casino Royale, and he claims from there he got the idea for Uber, initially called Uber Cab. He was a millionaire on the prowl in San Francisco, and didn't want to drive his expensive Mercedes, so he was using town cars to get around. He was subsequently introduced to Travis Kalanick at the Le Webb conference in, in Paris. The two, of course, fall into entrepreneurial love in the shadow of the Eiffel Tower and decide to build out Uber together. Kalanick, who would become the CEO and then would be forced to step down after allegations of sexual harassment, seems to have a history of being largely unlikable in the investment community, but had been moderately successful. By his own admission, his previous startup had been, and I quote, non lucky. The story unfolds in a predictable way lots of hard work, even more luck, and yet even more capital. And before we know it, Uber is unfolding city by city in the US and then, of course, around the world. None of this comes without cost, money and otherwise. Many cities did not want Uber around. And in fact, one, Portland, sent a cease and desist letter to the company before they even offered the service in their city. There are some interesting bits in the the book about how the guys worked out, for example, their pricing model, including manipulating surge pricing in real time to see the way in which customers would respond, resulting in tweets like, and I quote, While I'm glad I'm home safely, the $107 charge by Uber to drive 1.5 miles last night was insanely excessive, end quote. But in the end, I guess change comes with some pain, and we can all be thankful for these upstarts, which, while making the rich richer, do in fact in some small way make our lives just a little bit easier. Well, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. In the week ahead, I'm reading the biography of Ernest Shackleton, written by Ranof Fiennes. I'm sure this is going to be an absolutely fascinating story, so please do look out for that next Tuesday. And for the rest, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week ahead.